Welcome to Find Yourself Healthy. My name is Chelsea Marie, personal trainer, professional model, and nutritionist. On each episode, I have an inspiring person or message to motivate and educate you on your journey of true health, your nutrition, and fitness, so you too can find yourself healthy. Let the journey begin. All right, I'm ready. Hi everyone, Chelsea here with Autoimmune Path to Recovery. We have Liz Patterson from Proactive Wellness. She's a proactive wellness coach that helps people start building habits one step at a time, making it easy, which is amazing no matter what you're dealing with of how you can slowly start transforming your life and make it easy. She also specializes in gut health, gut recipes. She knows a lot and just how to like reboot and re-energize you. So welcome, Liz. It's so good to have you here. Liz, I'd be curious to hear how you got into the industry. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my, I, I sort of fell into this industry during my own exploration for my own health. Um, I, I was sort of accidentally diagnosed with Hashimoto's in my early 20s. Uh, because I had been complaining about, um, and Hashimoto's is an autoimmune thyroid disorder for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and it's where your immune system attacks your thyroid gland. Um, so it's great. <laughs> um, and a lot of the common signs are fatigue, uh, hair breakage, um, gaining weight without being like, without any other changes to your diet or exercise habits. Um, so they did a full panel and just discovered, um, that I had Hashimoto's. So uh, the first thing I did, and this, this was quite some time ago, but I went back to like the dinosaur internet and searched natural ways to uh, heal Hashimoto's. So um, that started my uh, discovery of how we can address what's going into our bodies and what's happening inside with actually like what our own habits. So, um, then I, I also had multiple pregnancy losses, um, and was then diagnosed with PCOS, which is another metabolic disorder. Um, and it's also like a, an endocrine disorder. So the two often come together and a lot of the things, a lot of the symptoms of each of them show up at the same time. So, uh, I ended up again, back to my, uh, Google search to find ways to naturally control my hormones, uh, and try to avoid the medical interventions that were being suggested. So that was, um, I just did so much research that other people started coming to me. And I realized that it gave me a lot of joy to be able to be on the other side and help people get to the other side too. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so amazing to see how like you took action during all of those steps. And when you have like a malfunction of the body, Hashimoto's, any autoimmune disease, it can kind of spiral into other things if you're not healing it. Um, I as well have had PCOS. So I understand that aspect too. Um, when you came across having Hashimoto's, like, was there symptoms that you were dealing with then that made you kind of recognize and go in to get testing or how was that? 
So I had been like having a lot of trouble losing weight, which used to be easy. Like my weight used to be very normal. I could maintain it. I felt really comfortable. Um, and then just, I don't know, I'm not sure what happened, what triggered it, or maybe it was just that it had been going on so long that my body started finally showing the signs. So, uh, I had some weight, like unexplained weight gain. I also was incredibly tired. I had trouble concentrating, uh, basically all of the classic symptoms like brittle fingernails, brittle hair. I had, it was all of them. Um, so my general practitioner just did a whole battery of testing, like along with a complete blood count and a metabolic panel, she did a full thyroid panel, which is actually rare. Uh, I found, so I'm really thankful because it could have been years longer that I had gone without knowing that it was actually an autoimmune disorder. Yeah, I love how you bring those symptoms up because then people can start to recognize and they're kind of similar symptoms to also hypothyroid. So it's like if you're yes. having, yeah, did you have recognition of like that as well with it or? So Hashimoto's does most often present with hypothyroid symptoms. It's on the hypothyroid side. Uh, you don't normally go in the other direction, which is more of like a Graves disease, which is another autoimmune thyroid disorder, but, um, Hashimoto's usually presents with like the slowing down and the like lack of receptivity to the thyroid hormones. Yeah. So, so that can yes, I did see it, but actually my T TSH is something that many doctors will test, um, without testing the other blood levels as well. And my TSH was within the normal range. And so uh, I had even been to endocrinologists who told me that maybe I should just take a good antidepressant because it was probably like not really my thyroid, uh, even though my antibodies were off the charts. So um, it can be incredibly frustrating for people, especially with, even with hypothyroid, you might not be within your own ideal range, but the, the range on your blood test will tell you that you're normal which can be incredibly disheartening to say the least when you're feeling pretty bad as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so key for people to realize, like go deeper within your, if you're having symptoms, you're potentially dealing with, you know, struggles and go deeper with your blood work as in like, okay, if it was, you maybe had hypothyroid now let's look in. Okay. Could it be also like with your antibodies that'll then show if it's an immune issue as well. So yes. yeah, thank you for sharing that. And then that's so amazing. Like you took action, started healing this then. So what were some of the strategies that you used for it? Um, I have been on and off and now I would say I'm pretty committed, but I've been on and off gluten-free probably for the last 10 years, I would say back when it was really hard to be gluten-free. I started doing gluten-free and it basically was just like, uh, really no processed grains at all because there was so much cross-contamination and it was, you would have to go to like a specific health food store to buy anything that was actually gluten-free certified. Um, 
I also did some acupuncture to try to reduce some of my stress because one of the issues with autoimmune disorders is it can be a sign of general inflammation in your body. And so often general inflammation comes from chronic stress. So I did some acupuncture. I started incorporating exercise. Um, and then one of the very first things that I did was actually cut out processed sugars. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't have any sugar. Um, I definitely ate sugar in the form of like fruit and natural sweeteners, but I got rid of sugary drinks and I got rid of, and I, I'm not sure, I think you're in the Midwest, but we have a, a convenience store called Wawa and I was obsessed with their iced tea and it is just loaded with sugar. And so I weaned myself off of it. Uh, and switch to like an unsweetened version. And I also got rid of the artificial sweeteners. So um, in doing that, I started drinking so much more water because I was replacing it. And I think just helping my body like flush everything out also helped reduce it. So the first thing I did was reduce the sugary drinks and that helped with the PCOS and with the Hashimoto's. And then once I really started being more careful about gluten-free, it helped I don't recommend gluten-free for everybody. I don't feel like it's a cure-all, but it just so happens that for people with Hashimoto's, it is quite helpful. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it was diet change then for you. Yeah. Yeah. And diet then it was general lifestyle changes. Like I had to start actually focusing on incorporating exercise into my day. Whereas before I was just sort of naturally not super fit but I naturally had energy and I needed to actually work for that energy now. So, um, yeah. And I love how you brought up, like you you weaned yourself off of the sugary drinks, which yeah. is kind of like what you stand for making change one by one. So what would you recommend for people that have a hard time switching, have a hard time adapting to a healthier lifestyle with like the changes one by one that you recommend? Yeah. So it, it can be incredibly challenging to make that change. And I think so many people fear the change of what if I don't like it, I'm going to miss this thing. Um, there's a, there's a physiological reaction that goes on in our bodies when we consume processed sugars and processed foods and our gut microbiome will actually change. And they, the microbes, which is, you know, like a, a little, its own little ecosystem inside your body, your microbes will change and they will start craving the processed foods. So it's not always a matter of just willpower. You are, you have something inside you saying, I want that sugar to keep going. I want those processed grains to keep going. Um, and so it can be challenging. So supplementation helped with that. Uh, so that you can improve the beneficial microflora in order to suppress the growth of those, uh, they're called parasitic microflora, the ones that don't do you any good. Um, so if you can supplement to sort of overpower those, that is incredibly helpful. Uh, it gives you a jump start, And then honestly, just really weaning off of things. There are some times where you can cut cold turkey if you know if you have a personality that says, I know this is bad for me, I'm just not going to do it anymore. There are, there are a few people in the world that can actually do that. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I will say, I know it's bad for me, but it tastes so good or, oh, it just feels so good. I'm just going to do it anyway. In the short term, 
that is fine. But in the long term, if you keep giving yourself that out, it can be really challenging. So that's when honestly coming to a coach or getting an accountability buddy in a friend, somebody who will check in on you and hold you to that standard when you don't really want to do it yourself. Um, so with the sugary drinks, I started cutting my like sugary iced tea with unsweetened iced tea. And I just worked my way down. I did the same thing. I used to put so much sugar in my coffee in the morning. And my sister was my like accountability person for that. And she just kept telling me, it's so good. It's so good without sugar. I promise it tastes so good. And I eventually just started telling myself, okay, this tastes good now. This is good. Um, and then there is something also to be said for just telling yourself, like, this is the way we do it now. This is the way, because there won't always be an intrinsic motivation. Sometimes you just have to say, this is what we're doing now. This is the kind of person I am. So working on building smaller habits that will reinforce the new kind of person that you want to be can be really helpful. So, um, for me, that's like a, a person who is healthy and doesn't eat gluten and reduces processed sugar. What would that person do in their day? And so when I'm faced with a choice in my own pantry, because I have kids and they want the stuff and I'm not, I'm, we don't do hundred percent that here. So if I'm faced with a processed sugary treat in the pantry, I have to say like, well, what would the person who I want to be do? because I'm not, I might not be there yet, but I want to get there. So what would that person do? Yeah, such <clears throat> amazing tips there. I absolutely love all of them because number one, you have to retrain your mind. Yes. So you telling yourself, I am healthy. I feel healthy. I eat healthy things, whatever it is, that's training your mind, whether that be like a 10 minute meditation session, when you're on a walk, thinking those things, when you're just sitting down at the TV, you can literally kind of tap out of the TV and practice these things to retrain your mind to this. Like this food tastes great. Vegetables are healthy. They fill me with energy. They taste so good, things like that. But it really does. It trains the mind. And then what was huge that you brought up is, training the cells with your, with your bacteria that you have, like for people that may have candida too. Candida is really linked, can be linked to autoimmune diseases, but those candida cells, they feed off of sugar mm -hmm. and, you know, bad foods. So when you take that away, it's calling for it. It wants it. And so that makes it harder for yourself because it may, you might have the willpower, but your body's calling for it. So you're kind of fighting that. But if you overtrain it with like good bacteria, start putting good bacteria in it, take out the bad bacteria of the body that mm -hmm. can help to retrain the body. And one of the things I, for me that I thought was huge, like when I started transitioning from bad foods back in the day to actual good, healthy foods is it does take time, but eventually once your body flips over to getting used to those good, healthy foods, it won't be as hard, but it's the initial step of starting to make it go through that. And once you get over that, you will know, and it doesn't become as hard. And then when you have those bad foods, it's actually like you feel slumpish, you know, do you feel like that yes. at all? Oh my have? gosh. So, um, I'll share, we rescheduled our call because I got a pretty nasty cold after vacation. And I really think that half of it was not being on my home turf 
and we had to eat at restaurants for an entire week for every meal. And even making the healthier choices, I don't know how they're preparing it exactly. Um, and because I don't have celiac, I'm not super militant about how is this prepared? Is it hundred percent gluten-free? Is there any cross-contamination? So I for sure was getting enough in there that by the time I got home, my immune system was wrecked and I got sick two days after I got home. When I, when my body finally had a chance to like sit down, it was like, I give up. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. Um, I used to think of vacation as like a free for all. And I see this with so many clients. They're like, well, I'll do that after vacation. I have, you know, an event coming up and what ends up happening, like there will never be a good time. There will never be a time where you're not, when you don't have something, but you will feel better if you don't treat your vacation or the wedding you're going to, or your girl's weekend as just a complete free for all, it, it throws you off. So, um, I would hate to see what it would have looked like if I had really gone wild, but I don't even crave half of that stuff anymore, which is insane for me to even say, because (laughs) there I couldn't, I would laugh. I would honestly laugh at people who were like, I just don't really like that stuff. I'd be like, yeah, right. You're full of it. Um, but it is possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're an advocate of it and of healing as well, which is so powerful. Um, like the part of bringing up travel, because that's huge for people. Like you still want to travel and have fun, but science has actually shown that it does change the gut microbiome. So (laughs) Adding like probiotic when you go ahead and uh, potentially travel or fiber to make sure you're also detoxifying because travel dehydrates you, which can cause constipation. So like realizing those things, if you do travel, just bring extra supplement with it. One thing that I bought recently was like the portable blenders. So then if I go to the grocery store, when you're on your travel, you can literally blend juices and fruits as well. Uh, Do you... Do you also help do with like supplements for like the gut or supplements that have helped you with Hashimoto? Yeah. So I use, um, a a whole gut health protocol. Now, um, I started with just probiotics and I didn't really see much of a difference. And what they're finding is that if you take only a probiotic and you're not doing anything to support the ecology around it, it's like putting a seed into infertile soil. So it will basically just die. And to be a little bit crude, like you're going to take a probiotic and you will just poop it right out. It will do nothing for you. So the key is to provide a hospitable environment for the probiotics that you want to thrive. Um, And while it would be ideal if everybody would eat all of their servings of fruits and vegetables and not eat any processed carbohydrates. The reality of our food availability is that it's almost impossible. So um, supplementing with a good prebiotic, um, supplementing with a superfood powder. Um, I have one that I recommend to all of my clients if anybody wanted to reach out. Um, It's a great, just getting it like a good quality superfood powder that has phytonutrients in it that will nourish the beneficial bacteria. So helpful. Um, and then even like just including a little more nuts and seeds to get the beneficial fiber from those. If you can't get as many vegetables as you want or as your body needs, (laughs) 
um, it's really almost impossible to eat the quantity and variety that our body requires for a healthy microbiome. So supplementation is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people hear about the probiotic, not as much as the prebiotic, but it's such a great point how those two go together. Do you right. have anything to add to help people understand kind of the difference then between the two and why they work together? Yeah. So the prebiotic, um, you'll hear, you'll hear people talking about like prebiotic fiber. Um, this is something that lays the foundation for what the probiotics will actually eat. Probiotics are a living organism uh, and they're just little microscopic organisms and they all have a nice little life inside our digestive tract. Um, so the probiotic is the actual organism, the microorganism that will uh, help produce hormones in our body, like our happy hormones. If you um, are feeling depression I or anxiety or low energy, I often have people start supplementing with the gut right away because that is like the center of the um, happy hormone production. Um, and then postbiotics and phytonutrients are the plant, pro, uh, plant compounds. So um, anthocyanins is, is something that's in beets. Not many people are eating beets, but you can supplement with a good quality gut health protocol that will have that in there. And what that does is it protects the probiotics from things like stomach acid, uh, parasitic microorganisms, uh, just like acidic foods that you're eating or um, things that don't get processed so that it doesn't just immediately get washed out of your system. It will protect it. Um, and phytonutrients are basically because a plant has no way to defend itself in the environment. So it develops these really strong phytonutrients to protect itself from harsh sunlight, pests, uh, bad nutrients in the soil, like which we call anti-nutrients. Um, and so those phytonutrients we've found are incredibly beneficial to help protect the good uh, microorganisms in our gut, so. Yeah, excellent explanation. I could go on and on about this. I'm like, rein it in a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I love it. And then it helps everyone here as well. Like the prebiotic fiber is a good option because it's got the prebiotic, but then it's also got fiber, which will help with overall digestion and gut health. So like females, it's recommended 25 grams of fiber a day, men, 35 grams of fiber a day. And then how you brought in like prebiotic, probiotic together, that also helps with the hormone regulation, which your thyroid is related to hormones, temperature, all of that. So starting with the gut can truly heal that. And so that's pretty much what you found in what your strategies were as well. Like you started with the gut, the nutrition aspect, and that over time then helped to heal the Hashimoto's. So when I started 10 ish years ago, maybe longer, oh my gosh, so much longer than 10 years, <laughs> so much longer than 10 years. Um, I didn't really understand the connection that the gut had to the rest of the body, the hormone production, the connection to the brain, the, uh, just, I didn't realize that it was like the center of everything. When you're talking about trying to heal any autoimmune disorder or endocrine imbalance. Um, 
So that really just started within the last three or four years for me that once I started really paying attention to my gut health, supplementing, um, and like pushing the water and really doing a more plant forward diet, I saw huge, huge change. I think for years I kept saying, I'm taking my thyroid medication. I have like increased my exercise. I'm trying to eat less sugar. I'm trying to eat less gluten and processed foods, but I still have some like almost insulin resistance according to my blood work. Like I've never actually had it. I've never been in that range, but with PCOS, you can get insulin resistance and insulin resistance brings a whole host of other issues. So I've been trying to avoid that, but I still was just on the cusp when I got my gut health in check, my menstrual cycle regulated itself, which was huge with PCOS. Like it used to just be like, well, I don't know when it'll come, but now it is regular without any hormonal replacement. Um, my thyroid numbers are looking good. My antibodies are finally starting to come way down. Um, I mean, they're not zero yet, but it is a process. And as, as I focus more on like what I call my jobs of, you know, a clean diet and, you know, doing things that I can nourish my gut, it's been in the correct downward trajectory. So that's amazing. Yeah. And that's the key, like to really help to just manage it, get it yeah. lower and mm -hmm. then keep it managed because sometimes, yeah, you can't necessarily all the way overcome autoimmune if, cause your immune system's always working, right? Like you get a little cold, guess what? It's going to start working again, even harder. But if you can start managing it, that's how you're healing it. That's yeah. how you're healing overall. And, and you're a true advocate of that. So so amazing, Liz. What would you recommend for people to start taking action on this right away? Then if they come across like they have Hashimoto's or any other autoimmune disease? Um, I would say hook up with the, if you can find a physician who is willing to do like a complete thyroid panel for sure. Um, if you also happen to have PCOS at the same time, which is super common for women, um, to have those co-presenting, uh, get a really good, uh, hormone panel at multiple times during your cycle, if you can. Um, and then, uh, I don't like to recommend it as a cure-all, but attempting gluten-free for at least 30 days can show people some serious results and then getting on a good, uh, superfood powder, lots of water and patience. It's not autoimmune disorders often slowly develop over time. There, there are a few that you're born with, but some of them just develop over time, like Hashimoto's, um, PCOS acts like a, an autoimmune disorder sometimes, um, but patients to see the results. So I often recommend that people journal so that you can see your starting point 30 days ago. It's hard to notice in yourself these small changes. So keeping a little journal, just a note or two a day, even every other day, uh, just to be able to keep track of, wow, look how far I have come. I thought that this was really hard and I'm struggling, but look, I feel so much better than I did 30 days ago, two months ago, six months ago. 
um, when you're really healing from within, it's not an immediate fix. And we're so accustomed to that, like quick fix, instant gratification mentality. But when you want to like be fully healed, it does take time. So patience. And, um, I mean, I used to kind of mentally beat up my body and say like, my body doesn't work for me. My body's not doing the right thing. Why doesn't my body do what it's supposed to do, but moving more toward like, I do what I can to support my body's natural functions. So, um, affirmations, meditation, I, I could recommend everything. Um, but I would say the, the most important, probably like increase your water, reduce your sugar. And maybe if you're really working toward progress, keep a small journal. It doesn't have to be like you're writing a paragraph every day, a line or two to note, like how you're feeling. Maybe if you ate something that was a little different than usual, and then maybe how you feel at the end of the day. Yeah, such amazing tips of like step-by-step step it takes, making this into a lifestyle. It's not it like the quick fix, just like you said. It's becoming a lifestyle, so it's always managed. And you don't mm -hmm. have those flare-ups anymore. Um, absolutely love the tips, Liz. I know we talked a lot on the Hashimoto side. For the PCOS, then, did the same stuff really help also heal that aspect yes, for you? so much. So, and it, it I mean... I, I can hardly even communicate how good it feels to just like have a regular cycle, um, not have such, um, mood swings. I mean, the mood swings were incredible with the PCOS because the hormones are just up and down and then really low for a really long time. So, um, it has, yeah, it's been a huge change, especially in my energy level. Um, with PCOS, you, you can kind of feel low energy all the time, similar to Hashimoto's. And it's been a big change. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not even just autoimmune diseases, but this can heal in so many different ways. Yeah. Like I've always heard and would always remember the quote, it's like 90% diseases start with the gut. So when yeah. you start healing it, that's how you can start healing your body right? You got to have digestion going. Like if you're going to take food, you're going to go ahead and want to make sure your digestion's working properly. Right. And that's yeah. why, so a lot of people, especially if they're struggling with weight gain from Hashimoto's or PCOS or some other autoimmune disorder, a lot of physicians will prescribe weight loss drugs. And a lot of the weight loss drugs slow your digestion and your gastric emptying which is like the opposite of what you want to do for a healthy gut. Like you want to keep that stuff moving, get it out of there. You don't want it to sit there. I mean, if you think about uh, just to be really basic, like food sitting out, if there's a little bit of bacteria, it will keep growing and growing. If you just leave it sitting out, you've got to get, got to get it out of there. So the same thing will happen in your gut. So um, people looking again for like the quick fix, and a lot of classically, you know, like Western trained physicians will recommend these weight loss drugs and it can be, it can just have the opposite effect that you want. So um, that's just another point I wanted to make because I think we do need to keep things moving. The fiber is so essential. Exercise helps with keeping things moving and it doesn't have to be, you know, HIIT training or intensive cardio or CrossFit. Like it can be, walking every day, doing yoga, just something to keep your body moving. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the walk every day. I think that's huge because like, if you feel like you're sitting for a long time, guess what? Your circulation's also sitting, which is stopping that gut from moving, from working. And so think of those times in your day when maybe you're sitting for a long time, where can you go ahead? Like your lunch break, potentially go up and take a walk with part of your lunch as well. Um, Cause that's like your midday. You know, so try to think of times where if you're sitting a lot, you're not doing as much, how can you kind of get that circulation in your body moving again? So it's so wonderful good. tip. So essential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could talk on this forever. Oh, Liz. No. You've got so much yeah. great value here. Where can people find you, connect with you and follow you? Um, I will share my screen here. Um, oh, I'll just skip that. So we were talking, yeah. I was talking a little bit about, so um, I'm offering a 30 minute exploration session to anybody who tunes in here. I normally charge for that, but I'm offering free 30 minute exploration session. And the link is right here. Um, so it's just a Calendly link. And I'm also, if you go onto my website at the very top of the homepage, you can sign up for a digital download of gut healthy energy boosting recipes. Um, and the website is proactivewellnesscoach.com. And there is just a curated collection of gut healthy recipes that will keep things moving. They're high in fiber. They're usually have some nice, clean, lean protein in them. Um, and not a lot of them are pretty easy to prep too. So there are um, every breakfast, lunch, dinner, smoothies, lots of different options. So um, amazing. That one looks so good on there. I know God, that is like a, a kale and quinoa bowl. So good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So that's uh, www.proactivewellnesscoach.com. And her Calendly link is calendly.com slash Liz Patterson slash autoimmune guys. So you guys can book a 30 minute exploration session, which is huge. Grab a gut healthy boosting recipe book. Amazing stuff, Liz. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Chelsea. This has been a real pleasure. I feel like you and I could just talk about this for hours. So um, thanks so much for bringing me on here today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for being a part of Find Yourself Healthy. We're here to help you along your way. Remember to sign up for our newsletter or the nutrition and fitness plan that is right for you by visiting our website, www.findyourselfhealthy.com. See you on the next episode.